Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes podcast. I'm your host, Rami Alijil, CEO of People Processes. Here, we dive deep into the tools, laws, and yes, processes that you need to know in order to scale and grow your organization. We've helped hundreds of companies and thousands of HR leaders across the world get their people processes right. This is part five of our COVID-19 Q&A series. We're going to be talking about health insurance implications over the coronavirus, uh, including layoffs and furloughs. We're going to talk about specific coverages that are being offered, new enrollment periods, all kinds of fun stuff. As we dive in, though, or before we do, do me a favor, please subscribe. It makes such a difference to our ability to continue to produce long-form, free content like this. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any podcatcher of your choice. Also, if you subscribe at peopleprocesses.com, we have tons of subscriber-only content, including sample communications that you can use to send out to your employees, edit them, run them by your attorney if you'd like, and uh, everything from communicating furloughs to how these benefits changes are working. We want to help you communicate those. Peopleprocesses.com to subscribe. Now, let's dive right in. Right in. The first question, and, and I apologize if I sound a little funny. I've got uh, really bad allergies here at the beginning of April, late March. It is not coronavirus, but uh, I'm just just quite uh, um, allergic. I apologize. <clears throat> first question we're getting, which is a lot, is if our employees are no longer working, are they still entitled to group health plan cover? So what happens when I terminate someone or lay them off? The answer depends. It's not the answer is not necessarily are they entitled to group health plan coverage. You need to check your health plan document or certificate of coverage if your plan is fully insured to determine how long employees who are not actively working may remain covered by your group health plan. Most of the time, it's through the end of the month in which they are terminated or become ineligible due to an hour reduction. Once this period expires, active employees coverage must be terminated. Uh, unless the insurance carrier or self-planned plan sponsor agrees to temporarily waive this eligibility provision. And you must send your COBRA notice. If your plan is self-funded and you'd like to waive the coverage because you can, that's cool, but make sure that your stop-loss coverage carriers agree to cover claims related to participants who would otherwise be ineligible for coverage. That's a big deal. As of late March, many fully insured plans are waiving minimum hour requirements and generating a new special enrollment period. So if you're cutting someone who's full-time down to 20 hours a week, normally that would be a a life event that would end their coverage on whatever day your plan document says, normally the end of the month you do that in. However, most of the fully insured companies, the large ones out there, Humana, Aetna, Cigna, United, have decided, hey... Uh, you, we're going to waive that minimum coverage requirement if you choose to do so. If you choose to do so, you have to do it for everybody. Keep that in mind. And that would allow you to continue insurance for employees who have had major hour reductions. Well, that leads to the next question. What happens to the group health plan coverage if employees are not working enough and unable to pay their share of premiums? In normal everyday stuff, if they can't pay the premium, then group health plan coverage would cease uh, when that employee's share of premium is not timely paid. However, several actions might be taken that could allow coverage to continue. First, the insurance carrier providing the health coverage may voluntarily continue the coverage while this disaster is sorted out. And like I said, most of them have. And until an employer uh, reopens their doors. More likely, the employer will make an arrangement with the insurance carrier 
to provide health coverage to pay the employee share premiums to keep coverage in place, at least temporarily. And that's actually what's going on. The, the, the insurance carriers are fine with the employer picking up the whole cost uh, until the employer can reopen its doors or the employees start working enough hours to cover it if you choose to do so. Each situation is different, and depending on the insurance carrier and the relationship between the employer and the insurance carrier, uh, it's just going to have different results. you got to talk to your insurance broker or your insurance carrier uh, so that these needs can be you know, individually assessed. In our furlough letters for subscribers at peopleprocesses.com, we spell out the different scenarios to recoup that cost. One important note, under the FFCRA, the Families First Coronavirus Relief Act, uh, if the employee is being paid that emergency paid sick leave or emergency paid family medical leave act, and you're making that employer contribution on their behalf, the government will repay you not just the cost of the leave, but also the employer contribution. Super important to remember. Other questions we're getting, is COVID-19 testing covered by our group health plan? Yes. If your plan is fully insured, uh, you want to contact your insurer to confirm coverage and call sharing parameters, but like, it's now law that they have to. So as of March 24th, all plans must cover COVID-19 testing at no cost to its members. That includes co-pays, deductibles, co-insurance for whether you get the test done at your primary care, a drive-through, uh, a uh, emergency room, urgent care clinic. Uh, diagnostic testing is covered 100%. Self-funded plans, to my knowledge, are not required to provide that coverage, but uh, we could see an amendment to the federal laws regulating group health plans uh, that would that would change that. Um, a self-funded plan stop-loss carrier and TPA should be consulted before coverage changes, just to make sure you are, uh, your stop-loss is going to cover those issues. Uh, I think they will, but they, take a look at that. Um, Coinsurance or copays waivers for testing can be problematic or they should have been problematic, just to kind of give you a little background, uh, in people in high deductible health plans with health savings accounts. Because one fundamental requirement on an HDHP, HSA plan, is that it may not provide benefits in any plan year until the deductible for that plan year is satisfied. However, the IRS provides an exception to that general rule for certain types of preventative care, uh, like under the ACA, your kind of annual well woman exam. On March 11th, the IRS issued notice 2020-15. It's on our website if you want to check it out. That clarifies that vaccines are considered preventative care. They also clarified that until further notice, health benefits, medical services, and item purchased in association with the treatment for or testing of COVID-19 must be provided by a health plan without a deductible or at a reduced or no cost to participants. And it would not disqualify the HDHP or covered individual from making HSA contributions. So basically you don't have to worry about the HSA parts of this. All right, one more kind of thing that comes up. How can we better leverage existing group health benefits? So like you guys have people now teleworking, uh, people are calling about their health insurance a lot. What can you do? Well, first of all, telemedicine is an ideal option for persons seeking medical consultations for non-emergency care. If Most plans now offer telemedicine care um, as part of your group health plan. Most companies, uh, uh, larger insurers are offering it for free now during this crisis so that includes coordination of diagnosis, treatment plans, specialist referrals. They can write prescriptions. Uh, it's a very good service. And they'll also be able to give you that referral needed if you need a medical diagnosis to go get a test. So highly recommend. You will often need a thermometer and a scale are the things you need at home to take care of those. 
your employee, you should send your employees out information about how they can access the telemedicine. So they'll do that. Uh, you probably have an employee assistance program. If not, you should contact your broker. But those provide great benefits that not just are about physical, but mental health, stress management, elder care, personal finance, substance abuse consultations are just some of the commonly provided services. This is a good time to start getting people involved in that. If they're at home with kids and they're getting angry, they have an employee that they're trying to manage tele- remotely and it's giving them trouble. Those are all great reasons to call your uh, employee assistance program. If your employees have had a major disruption in their life, they're now working from home. Wellness programs are often a rich resource of education related to disease prevention. They offer basic education on a variety of pertinent topics, such as basic hygiene, traveling tips. They include a nurse phone line program. Normally, that can be utilized to obtain confidential responses to various health topics if you're concerned about something. Uh, And it's a good time to talk to people about standing up at their desk and walking around and doing those sorts of things from home because a lot of them are working from home for the first time in a major thing. Some plans have what are called disease management programs. Those are tailored programs for employees or families at risk of developing chronic medical conditions, such as high blood pressure or diabetes. Individuals with those sorts of programs, maybe with those sorts of diagnosis, may be more susceptible to adverse results from COVID-19. So ensure that they have the opportunity to consult with their coach or case monitor to manage their health conditions. The number one thing someone with diabetes can do to keep from having a bad result from COVID-19 is, you know, treat the diabetes, okay? Uh, Flu shots and other vaccines, as well as diagnostic testing, are often provided at no or low cost uh, for most group health plans and wellness programs. So it's worth checking that out. If they haven't had their flu shot, it's still worth doing. In addition to what is currently available under your plan, plan sponsors may consider permitting the plan to offer a larger range of preventative care benefits. Um, For example, last year in notice 2019-45, the IRS and HHS HHS expanded the types of preventative care that that will not interfere with HSAs. Those are specifically for people diagnosed with asthma, heart attack, and diabetes. Individuals that are at a very higher risk of getting sick from the COVID-19 could fall under those things. The FFCRA also updated so that copays, ER visits, and urgent care visits are not owed and do not interfere with those HSA, HDHP provisions, as we talked about before. You want to permit the plan that you have to cover those and other specified preventative care at no costs, um, so that, or with a minimum cost sharing if you're doing a self-insured plan. This is obviously a good investment to get your people's diagnostics in rather than have them hospitalized. So. If you're self-insured, you got to do a little work. Fully insured, the insurers are just all over this. On our website, peopleprocesses.com, you can subscribe, get more information. We have links to the notices we talked about. I'd love to see you on there. Thank you for tuning in. I hope this answered some of your questions and gave you some ideas about what you can do about your health plan here during this COVID-19 crisis. Next up, we have another episode on our last Q&A for now. Um, They're a little difficult to do. Podcasts take about a week for me to do them and then put them out. So uh, they're a little outdated a lot of times by the time we get to the actual editing. So I'm trying to turn these around a lot quicker. It's really much better to subscribe on our site so you can get our newsletter with our updates that come out daily or every other day with all of our sample documents and reference material. It's better to read on some of this stuff. Nevertheless, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. My name is Rami Alijil, and I hope you have a great day. Now it's time for you to go out there and get your work done.